Hello and welcome to the Aaron Can Draw Art Podcast, Episode 4, an interview with Francis Boncales. The goal of this podcast is to keep it short and sweet and hopefully learn a few things from your favorite artists. Today I'm talking to Francis Boncales, a visual development artist currently working for the Warner Animation Group on the upcoming animated feature, Scoob. No, it's not an animated feature about a scuba diver, but everyone's favorite mystery-solving dog, Scooby-Doo. Francis is originally from the state of California, but decided to go to school at the Rhode Island School of Design. Besides doing feature visual development, Francis has done a ton of background painting for TV animation, including the Warner Brothers' upcoming cartoon, Green Eggs and Ham, as well as dabbling in some texture painting for video games. Francis is a fantastic painter and illustrator and was nice enough to sit down and share some of his experiences in the industry and some of his biggest influences. Francis and I met through Instagram and later became buddies at CTN. We later found out we had a very close mutual friend from my very first job in the industry and his days at RISD. As it turns out, this industry is very small. You can check Francis's workout on Instagram at Francis Boncales. Boncales is spelled B-O-N-C-A-L-E-S. Or you can just check out below for a link to it. So let's hop into it and have a fun art chat with the impossibly nice Francis Boncales. Enjoy! All right, Francis, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing all right. It's a little hot. I uh, appreciate you coming to my second floor apartment in a room that has no AC to talk to me. Oh, man. Well, I appreciate you getting me a, a cup of water with ice in it. So that's, That has already melted over. one minute into, into yeah. being there. <laughs> so one thing that I wanted to talk to you about specifically is mm-hmm. that you have a very interesting kind of scenario that you've been in. Being someone that has worked in you know, everything from TV animation to feature animation to video games. Can you talk a little bit about some of the differences, some of the things you preferred about one job as opposed to another, and your experience in those jobs? And you just want to know the differences between them? Yeah, because I feel like people would gain something from that, right? Like, I mean, if me and you were still in school, and, like, we didn't know the difference between them, like, it might help us understand, like, oh, well, maybe I wouldn't want to do this thing in video games, but I think maybe TV is better suited for me as opposed to feature yeah. as opposed to whatever. So, well, the thing is, I feel like my experience, my experience as a texture artist, is such a small part of like the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. that I can't really say much about it. I mean, I worked in casino game studio in a casino game studio, so that was. Hey, man! But like, people don't even know that that's a job. Like, that's true. It yeah. is one of like the weirdly most stable yeah. art positions because like <clears throat> people are always going to gamble. Yeah. Like, I mean, video game, like market can go up and down. Yeah. Uh, so like, yeah, one of my best friends has worked at a casino games company for years. Is it the one in Chicago? No, uh, no, it's for gimme games. It's like some huge casino games place. Um, uh-huh. but he's one of the most talented artists that I know. Mm-hmm. And he works on casino games. His style looks nothing like he's like, yeah, man, it pays good and it's consistent. So that's what my job is. I'm like, all right, dude, that's cool. It's crazy. I mean, I like I didn't think I would ever work in casino games, but it was like the main art director for um, 38 Studios, uh, Tom Mang. Once the studio closed down, he reached out to me months later asking me if I was available to do to work with him uh at this new studio called high five games and you know i had no idea i didn't know anything about the studio i was like uh sure i assumed it was video games you know mm-hmm. like i was gonna work on a mmo or you know like an rpg or something and he said that uh, he was looking for a production artist 
assistant. And yeah, he, um, I looked up the website because I was, you know, I was like, oh, I don't know anything about this, mm-hmm. but it seems, you know, this is a cool opportunity maybe. And I just saw a bunch of casino games like slot machines on this website. There were like hundreds of them, different styles, different stories, different, you know, themes. And it was, I was turned off by it a little bit because I was like, I don't want to be doing this. I want to work in feature animation or, yeah, feature animation. It is like a weird feeling when you look at it and you're just like, I don't want to do this. Psychologically feels like beneath you. Even yeah. though, like, let's be honest, like, we were young yep. and, like, inexperienced, so, like, nothing is beneath us. Like, yeah. 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 Th- that's a good point. Because, you know, like, I'm sure, you know, I was, I felt a little entitled. Like, you know, I could find better work than this. And, and my parents had to convince <laughs> me to take this job because <laughs> I, it was already six months after my graduation. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find any work. And I was living, I moved to LA in hopes to find work in animation. And, I slept on my cousin's couch for three months and we go to coffee shops every day to work on my portfolio. And I remember printing out um, different portfolio books to send over to DreamWorks, Disney, Cartoon Network, and Nickelodeon. I would actually show up to like show up to the security guard asking if I could do a walk in interview, which was silly is that, is that a thing that was maybe like in the 50s or yeah. something but i figured hey you know i should i was desperate i was gonna try any opportunity to like get a job in animation and you know i'm handing my portfolio to the security guard of dreamworks and he was like uh yeah uh, i don't know what to do with this and i was like can you can you hand it over to hr or you know recruiting and he said he would and that was nothing came out of that, but at least I tried. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyways, so yeah. And then I get this call from Tom Ang, who was the art director at 38 Studios, not defunct. And uh, he was, he just reached out to me and I was like, I guess I'll take this job. And, you know, my parents had to really convince me because I was running out of time and I had to pay. I had the six month grace period where I didn't have to pay for my loans mm-hmm. And so I was just like, yeah, I just need to take any job, you know, like, and so I moved to New York City uh, to work for this, uh, for High Five Games in hopes that I would only work there for a year and then move out, move back to LA and get a job in animation. What meant to be a year ended up being about three and a half years. So during that time, you know, it was, I had my ups and downs, you know, it was, it, it was rough, but in hindsight, you know, I think that was a good time for me to just like, it humbled me. It, it just reminded me of how much I needed to grow as an artist before I could, what I needed to do to, to finally get a job in animation because my work wasn't there. I didn't know what I was doing per se. And I had to, and that's when I started taking classes, um, online on schoolism.com. And, um, and I kind of honed in of like what I wanted to do. Cause I was like jumping around between character design, background design, prop design, um, animating and after effects and just doing a bunch of these different skills. I'm like, what am I, I don't know. I, like I needed to hone into one thing and, you know, um, I realized, you know, I'll go into uh background painting, color and light uh-huh. and storytelling. Yeah. My experience working at Hyper games was cool because I was able, you know, I learned how to animate in After Effects. Um, I was able to do illustration work, uh, photo retouching, um, uh, graphic design, because 
all this, like we were doing di- digital um, slot machine games. So everything, all the assets on the screen, it was just. You got to learn everything. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, even like, I don't know. I, it, it was, it was crazy. Cause you know, a lot of the, um, a lot of things that I learned on, on that job applies to a lot of things that I do now, especially as a visual development artist. Cause I feel like as a visual artist, you kind of have to ha- be a sort of a jack of all trades or being able to like be a chameleon and just kind of jump to different tasks because uh, technically everything falls under visual development. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I know how to do graphic design. I don't, but yeah. guess what? I'll get something close. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. But, um, going back to 38 studios, my experience working there was really fun. But like I said, my task was such a, I was such a small part in the bigger picture. And, you know, I would work, a few hours after school, I would go to the studio to work on some assignments and I would see all, all these professionals, especially our friend Alex May, who would be working super late in the in the night, like till 12 a.m. to 2 a.m., just working on assets for the game. And it was just like, wow, that was like, I guess this is what it's like working in the industry. Yeah. And later on experiencing like, good working condition at at a high five games where like I worked from nine to five and that was it. There was no crazy hours. It wasn't like anything too intense. You know, it was just like a normal day to day job. You know, I can go home after six and do my own thing. But yeah, so the difference between working in games and then jumping onto background painting and uh, especially TV animation, you know, I'm skipping a lot, but I really loved my first job in animation here. I was a background designer and yeah, it was really fun. I learned so much about the uh, the art of animation and the things that went into like the pipeline because I had no idea. I th- definitely think the working conditions in TV or just animation in general is a lot better TV or animation in LA because it's very specific, right? Anywhere else in the world and you know, the hour, it might be a little different. Like a little we have different. The union, we have some yeah. things that kind of protect us a bit and make sure we're at least getting paid if we're working a bunch of overtime. And yep, stuff definitely. Like video games d- don't have a union yet, which is a little shocking. Yeah. But. Yeah. Seeing that difference from uh, working on the AAA game and then going to Saw Machines and then jumping into TV an- or TV animation was like almost night and day. Yeah. I was like, wow, like this is great. Like I was so happy working in TV animation and. I felt like very comfortable and I was like, I was able to be creative and it wasn't like I had to like, I didn't have to like sweat and cry and, you know, or like have blood and tears, you know, like to work. I'm like, Oh, I don't need to do that in order to create good work. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but then um, my transition from TV animation over to feature. So this is kind of funny. Um, so my first job in a TV an- or in animation was as a background cleanup background design cleanup so i took a lot of the rough designs from the from the other background designers and i would clean i would you know make them look animation ready and then that would be handed over to um the background painting team then they would paint it up um but some of the layouts i would get would be super rough some of them would be like almost like a storyboard thumbnail so i would I would have to just like basically make an entire background. Yeah, basically. Um, but I learned so much about perspective and, you know, building my drawing chops because at that, before then, I feel like I got lucky getting into animate and in, into animation 
you know, like someone just, you know, even though I wasn't ready, like somewhat like, you know, the person, the people that hired, that hired me, like gave me the chance to like prove myself. Yeah. Um, and so like I had a lot of like foundational skills lacking, but somehow I cheated my way through <laughs> those, those obstacles. Um, but I learned on the job and, you know, eventually I wanted to get into feature animation, but I figured, you know what, this is a way, like, this is the back door. Like, instead of a, trying to apply into Disney feature or DreamWorks feature or, like, Sony animation on their, on their website and, like, trying to, like, get a job through through recruiters, I'll just go through t- um, the TV route and then work, work my way up into feature. Yeah. Um, and so, so I went through background design. And then after work, I would work on my color because, you know, I needed to learn, I need to get better in color, especially if I wanted to eventually become a visual development artist i would work on my um just doing a lot of studies doing planar painting and just getting better at just finding a good painting process that worked for me during my period working as a bg cleanup artist i eventually built up a portfolio of uh, background painting that i did on the um outside of work and once my job was gonna uh, um, my contract was ending with uh with Hasbro I long story short I ended up getting a background painting job um on Green Eggs and Ham at Warner Brothers all due to the the stuff I was doing outside of work just yeah. like studying you know light and color and light and I didn't think any of those studies would help me get a job in background painting but um the art director Pascal Campion he built a rep, um a relationship throughout the years so he kind of he, he he knew who i was and you know he, he gave me a shot and i don't think he knew that i was i've never i wasn't experienced as a background painter but um he liked the work that i did and yeah i did an art test and they liked it and i got hired and through working there i found a great process in in painting that was efficient and quick and things sort of started to click for me just in general and i don't know i'm just like a i'm a slow learner so I had to do, it's funny, like looking back now, cause now I'm a visual development, but like seeing the steps to lead me to where I am now, like I had to like break it down. Like, all right, uh, my brain can't handle juggle, like juggle too many things at once. Let's get better at, uh, drawing. All right. Do a background design job. And then, all right, I need to get better at color. And then I ended up getting a background painting job. And then from there, I took those two skills of drawing and painting and then, which led me to eventually become a visual development artist. Yeah. Yeah. So back on painting, I had a great time just being able to focus on just the way I describe it to people who are non-artists, what I do. I say, um, I basically do adult coloring books. So I don't have to focus on the design or drawing or characters. I just focus on the color and light. And it was honestly one of my favorite jobs I've ever had just because I get just to focus on the thing that I love the most. And it was awesome. Um, but my time there like lasted only about six or seven months. But during that time I grew so much as an artist. And I think, I think my work ex- like, you know, became a lot better, you know, it became a lot better and, you know, start to get noticed more on social media and stuff of the, my personal work. And, um, Eventually, getting moving over to feature, still very similar to what I did in TV animation, but you know, I'm definitely have more tasks. So I'm doing a lot of prop design, uh, prop painting, character 
painting, you know, um, and doing like story moments sometime, um, from time to time. And I'm um, just set designing um, and just taking all the skills that I learned from working in TV animation as a background painter and designer and the skills that I gained from working at a casino game studio, which I never thought would be helpful. But, it, you know, it did play a huge role in a lot of things that I've done recently, like doing a lot of graphic design mm-hmm. and a lot of photo retouching. So some, ta- some tasks like some assignments I'll get where I have to take a 3D render and make it look like the finished product. So it, was, it felt like photo retouching yeah. in a lot of ways, and I, I just, I just remember just painting hair, and I'm like, oh my god! I remember learning how to paint hair back, back at a High Five Games when I had to take a photo of a, you know, a sexy man and a sexy woman, <laughs> and make them look illustrative, and then that we can put them into the game, the casino slot machine game. There you go, man. Yeah, everything's coming together. And like, yeah. That was one of the things, like, I, like, it actually was, like, a very natural progression in, like, talking to you about one of the questions I wanted to ask you was, people don't, I feel like, know what a visual development artist really is. Yeah. And, like, you and I have talked about this before, <laughs> where, like, on the outside looking in, we're just like, oh, man, like, that's it. That's the top job. Like, ooh, I can't wait to do that. And what you learn when you're actually doing it is, like, it's a lot of slapping textures onto models that you've been given. It's a lot of, like, the nitty-gritty production stuff. It's stuff you don't think of. It's like, use this photo reference here for this street, this curb. Yep. Here's a a scuffed metal texture for this mailbox. Yeah. And, like, but like you said, it's like all the things you've learned up to that point, you had to get all those necessary skills in order to apply them to being a visual development artist, right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean... Back in college, when I realized I wanted to be a concept artist or be a visitive artist for t- for feature animation, uh, I was looking at the art of books. I would buy a bunch of them. And over time, I collected over, I don't even know how many. I, I spent so much money on those art books, art of books. And just seeing these beautiful, splashy paintings of like, you know, mountainscapes and seascapes and just the characters like in action and storytelling and it was just like wow i want to do that that is all that job is right just those big fancy paintings yeah right yeah (laughs) so what come to uh you know realizing later like oh my gosh once i got the job in in uh, feature animation i was like wait so i have to uh design a trash bin uh and uh like an incineration incinerator bin and you, you know, 30 like, variations of these blades of grass. Yeah, exactly. Is that what you're looking for? Yep, yep. Or even leaves. Yeah, different types of leaves. I've definitely drawn some piles of leaves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so this is this is the thing that I um, I wish I knew back in college. You know, like getting in, like, oh, this is what you're going to be doing. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still love the job, but. You know, I, I feel like I was a little sidelined. A little is that the right word? Sidelined. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, this is how you're gonna get to do a lot of fancy, splashy paintings. But um, it's not always the case. The big chunk of the job is you're you're you gotta build the assets and everything where the character is gonna be moving. Yeah, you know, it's a production, right? Like, yeah, you don't realize the things that go into making this thing come out. Like we're a piece in a puzzle like in a line that's going to be like, we have to inform the next person in the chain. We have to show the modeler exactly how this is supposed to look based on our art director's instructions. Yeah. And it's definitely something that like, I mean, you learn a little bit in like a video game pipeline and stuff. 
but mm-hmm. you don't realize to what extent, I think, that, like, you know, we've talked about, like, you know, calling out the textures on this blade of grass or whatever. Yeah. It's just, like, you don't realize that, like, someone has to tell you how to do that. Like, yeah. It has to be called out or else it won't happen. Yeah, definitely. Um, Oh, my gosh. I remember having to... One of my first assignments was pretty fun. Like I got to do a flashy, uh, splashy painting of like an underwater scene and I won't get into it because I don't want to get in trouble <laughs> if I talk about it. Um, but anyways, that was a really fun assignment. And then almost immediately I had to, I had to design, um, I can't remember, but for an amusement park. So I had to design like, um, you know, like cotton candy machines and, you know, like churro machines and hot dog machines. And that was actually pretty fun. I don't want to sound like I'm ungrateful because, you know. No, and like, it's definitely like to be taken with a great, like, you know, we are so grateful for what we do. Yeah. We're so happy that like this is our job. Yeah. It's just like, it's us talking about what this job actually is. Yeah. And not just like, it's not big fancy paintings. It's like, yeah. you know, you're the nitty gritty person yeah. in production that yeah. makes these things happen. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, I look back and I think about this from time to time. If I graduate college and my work was amazing and I got a job in feature animation almost like immediately immediately off um right off the bat I don't know if I'd be as grateful about the job as I am now because I had to go through like this long route like of you know working casino games doing a texture artist for being a texture artist for AAA studio and then going into background design background painting enough viz dev it's like I think all those steps that I that took me to get to where I am, like it was necessary. Cause now I, I, you know, I'm a lot more patient. Like this is just a job. Like I'm not going to put my heart and soul all the time. You know, it's like, yeah, I'll do my best work, but I'm not going to be butthurt if I don't get to do a, a splashy painting, Yeah, you know, every single week. And so like, this is one of the reasons that I wanted to talk to you about this. Is, mm-hmm. So I've done like a talk at my school before about, like it's okay not to work at Disney or Pixar. Like, yeah, it's really cool. And if that happens, like that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But for the longest time, like we've had a lot of parallels in our careers in terms of like, you know, came out of school, worked at a video game company, worked at a mobile game studio for three and a half years slash casino games for three and a half years, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. did background painting, became a visual development artist. Yeah. Like, People don't realize that, like, you have to learn. You have to understand what things are. You have to keep growing. And it helps mm-hmm. you as you go to, like, figure out what you enjoy about certain jobs, what you <sighs> don't about others. Yes. And, like, I don't know how I would have done it if, like you said, you just popped right into DreamWorks or Pixar or whatever and just, like, all right, this is this is my thing now. Like, that would it'd be a lot. Yeah. And, like, the fact that you had time to like figure it out and you had like this safe space to like still do your job as opposed to instantly like, all right, you're in the fire now. Like hope you don't screw up kid. Yeah. It's just like you had time to like mature and to like uh-huh. figure yourself out and your art. Right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I think I would have instantly exploded if it was like, you work at Disney now on the newest fancy movie. Like, good luck. Yeah. Hope you don't die. Yeah. And then having to do, um, you know, texture call outs for, rocks or something bottoms of these shoes yeah (laughs) something super strange but no like i seriously think that like that was like a perfect way of like describing like your journey into this like because i know if i was in school still 
and I didn't know what I wanted to do yet. If mm-hmm. it was video games, background, painting, character design, or whatever. Yeah. Like, if we're able to, like, demystify what this job is and mm-hmm. what we do, then, like, that could help someone out who's sitting there in school right now, like, oh, well, like, now I know, like, what that thing is. Like, now I know maybe I don't want to do this thing yeah. specifically. Like, yeah. I've learned, like, for, for years, I was like, I want to be an art director. Like, that's my goal, art director. Yeah. And, like, as you, as you like, see what that job is, you're like, it's a lot more, like, political stuff and, like, mm-hmm. meetings and, like... Managerial. Yeah, it's yeah. All, it's 90% that. And, like, you don't understand that because you just are like, that is the job title that is for me because I'm good at this. It's the, it's the ego speaking, right? Yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah. yeah. And, like... But like I mean, people are amazing at that job. And yeah. Like, if that's what they're good at, then like, like that's awesome. Like, yeah. But like, you don't understand until you're there, until you see it. Mm-hmm. And for someone like sitting in school right now, like I want to be a visual development artist. Like that's awesome. And if that's for you, great. But yeah. If someone's like, I think that's what I want to do, and then they hear that, like, oh, like maybe that's not it. Like we could just help someone, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel you know. I spent so like I mean we've talked about this and we've known each other for, for about two years or so and I just remember talking about how like we want this is what we're gonna do we're gonna work our way up to becoming biz dev artists dude, yeah we had a conversation at CTN about this we're like dude we're gonna get there man we're gonna be there yeah, one day yeah sure enough yeah and it's it's weird because like yeah I enjoy my job a lot but I am I'm happy just doing just focusing on color and light. I don't care about designing as much, even though I definitely want to get better as a designer. I just enjoy color. And if someone could just give me a rough layout of, you know, a scene or find a, or grab a storyboard from uh, the sequence, I could just paint that up. I don't have to, I don't care as much about like trying to make the perfect design. Learning that about myself, like it took a while because, you know, I want to be able to just do everything and I still do, but what make what really makes me happy is just painting. Yeah. You know, even though like I see amazing designers here and there like, "Oh my god, I wish I could draw like that." Yeah, but like you realize also that like they can't do what you do probably, right? Like I know like my friend at work, Sam, like you who you know as well, you had a mm-hmm. class with him. Like that guy can design like no one I've ever seen, man. He is on top of it. Yeah. But he comes to me and he's like, "Dude, you paint better than I do." I'm like, well, yeah, I've spent more time doing specifically that thing. I'm like, that's okay. Like, yeah. I know what I like doing. He knows what he likes doing. And yeah. Like, it takes time to figure it out. Like, you'd never know. I wouldn't have known in school that, like, yeah. I'm going to be the color guy. Like, that's what I like doing. Yeah, because I think in college, you know, we're, I mean, everyone's like, I want to be a character designer. Yeah. And you realize, like, oh, well, like, maybe not. Like, it's different. Yeah. So I don't like it as much as I thought. I yeah. Like so. At least for me, um, I think, you know, studying illustration at RISD, we were we were trained to like be good at everything. Mm-hmm. So you had to have like be good at drawing, uh, painting, uh, designing. And it was a lot of pressure trying to hone in all those skills, but then realizing like, cause I worried like, Oh man, my, my drawing sucks. I'm never, I'm not going to get a job. I'm never going to get a job doing uh, art or doing what I love. You know, I was a young art, art student just panicking about like my future. And the fact that I couldn't draw a baby's face, made me really, really scared. And like my whole life depended on like, oh my God, can I draw that car? Can I draw that baby? And I love that the two assignments that you would have gotten at school were draw a car or draw a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I Well, one of my teachers like 
he tasked us one day. He was like, can you guys, can you guys draw a baby? If you can't, like, I can't remember exactly what he said, but basically just like, if you can't do this, a uh, good luck, you know, like good luck trying to find a job. I, I might be exaggerating that. Maybe it's just, I, that's, that's what I remember. But I mean, don't get mad at me, especially you Rizzi students. Like, I think you know who, who I'm talking about. But I won't say his name. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like realizing later, like I don't need to be good at everything. If I could just hone in one thing, that's, I mean, I'll be fine. I mean, yeah, it'll be great to like practice those other skill sets, but you want to make it easy for a recruiter or an employer to look at your portfolio and think like, okay, that guy, like I could tell, or that person, I could tell that they want to do this. Like if they can just pinpoint exactly what you want to do, and notice that you're good at it, then that's good. Yeah. You know, like, they know what role in a production that you're going to be able to fit into. Yeah. Right. Cause like, yeah. that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. They're trying to fill the dream team, the roster yeah. or whatever. Like, Oh, well I know this person's good at that thing. So I see how they can yeah. be a puzzle piece. For yeah. This production. I mean, it's great if you could do all those things. Yeah, I mean, there are superstars. Like, yeah. Like, I will applaud it, but I cannot do that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, you know, I'm s- still learning to be comfortable with the fact that like I'm a painter and yeah, I'll work on my uh, other skills, you know, um, developing my drawing skills and designing skills, which is why I'm taking classes just to get better at those things. I'm, but yeah, I'm embracing more and more that, yeah, I just like to paint. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So like speaking to what you said of like, I just like to paint. Like one question that I, I've heard a bunch and that like I wanted to get from you was... You know, like people can look at you, like your work on Instagram or your website or whatever and see like, oh man, like I want to paint like Francis. What influences and like what things are you looking at right now? Because like one thing that I've heard is that like, don't try to emulate the person you're looking at. Try to learn from who they're learning from. Like the influences, yeah. like the, you know, the, the older painters, the things that are like inspiring them. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, what things like are you trying to learn about painting right now or who are you trying to learn from? Um, well, I picked up a book, uh, few months ago and i'm slowly getting through it it's um alla prima by richard schmid it's the best. it is the best especially you know um like wake up in the morning drinking your coffee or tea and just just get the brain started i like i'll open up a page and just start reading a, you know a paragraph and hopes that i could apply whatever i learned from that book into my day um does it, but that doesn't always happen. Sometimes I forget to look at the book. But anyways, the point is I look at Richard Schmid. Um, that's one of my biggest inspirations right now. Um, Tibor Nagy. He's another amazing painter, Ooh, a fine that. artist. He is phenomenal. You will love him. Oh. A lot of impressionist painters because, um, yeah, like Monet, um, you know, Sarro, Surratt. I don't know how you pronounce his name. American impressionists like uh, John Singer Sargent. Oh, yeah. And Mary Cassatt. I just love those impressionist, impressionistic, uh, expressive brushstrokes and a lot of those artwork. And so I try to apply that as much as I can to my own artwork because I try to stay away. I'm trying to get away from the digital look mm-hmm. as much as possible um, these days. And especially maybe it's I'm, it's like full circle, you know, going back to my, my traditional foundations uh, from RISD because I was trained uh, traditionally and had to like paint in oil and acrylic and gouache i had to learn um digital painting on my own like we didn't have any classes in photoshop so i just learned on my own but but yeah anyway so the question was yeah just like like who your inspirations are and i think you pretty much nailed that right on the head dude oh yeah and last thing russian painters uh like um 
well, I'm blanking out their names right now, but there's a lot of good ones. And uh, we can add them back <laughs> in. If you remember them, just tell me and yeah. I'll do my best Francis impression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throw those in. We're going to put this in right now because I, I think this is a good bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyways. <laughs> but dude, that was uh, like you hit everything that I could have hoped to have get out of you, like your your journey into like all these different you know fields and stuff and like how we can help people out that like want to do what we do and just mm-hmm. try to answer some questions for them. But uh, buddy, I can't thank you enough for coming to hang out and like talk on a microphone for a little bit with me. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. And I hope uh, that we get to do this again sometime. Dude, you live like two minutes away from <laughs> me. We can do this every day. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want to talk about, we can make a, a podcast about how we do our laundry at the same place. We oh, can yeah. Do all kinds of weird stuff. Dude, Maybe let's do it. we do it at the laundromat. Oh, my gosh. That'd be fun. It's like, it's, like a, it's like a little bit you have to have in there, right? Like how Jerry Seinfeld has his like comedians in cars getting coffee. Yeah. It's like artists at the laundromat doing laundry. Oh, my God. I love that idea. You need to do that. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll see for the next episode if we can yeah. make that happen. <laughs> okay. All right, man. Well, thanks awesome. again, dude. All right. Thank you. Hey there, artists and podcast fans. Just wanted to take a second to say thank you all for stopping by. A very special thank you to Francis for coming by my house and sitting down with me. Please be sure to check below for links to Francis's work. If you enjoyed what you heard, please leave a comment below with some artists that you'd like to hear from, as well as some questions that you'd like me to ask our guests. Doing these interviews is a really good excuse for me to hang out with some very talented people, so it's pretty darn enjoyable. Once again, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.